0: U as in U, yes. 10, like ten. the number, Utendall. and then doll, D-O-L-L, Like if you space U-tendall. it. U-10-doll. Yeah, u 10 Say it
1: Tendall.
2: with her,
1: Alex. U-10-doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get it wrong. That's show. okay. No, Listen, y- you're going to get it right. U-10-doll. Okay. It's okay.
2: I've it had right.
0: literally people freak out and say, like, you you utensil. I'm like, yeah. Whoa. Okay.
1: Ooh, yeah. It's yeah. fucked up. Total panic. How dare you? Um
0: Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you tone deaf? Like, can you hear So I'm curious. <laughs> how, how dare you? Sick. No, the you're reason just, why I asked. Yeah, ask, so. my mom is tone deaf. Yeah, my and mom she is gets tone deaf too. Everyone's name's wrong. Really? And I always say, I wonder if she like can't hear it in the way mm. that like she can't hear a tone and sing it back. I'm not
1: a great singer. I wouldn't say I'm tone deaf. My mom is also tone deaf. Yeah. Uh, She struggles with, like, happy birthday. Yeah, like, same. She, like, yeah. It's like, happy? I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah.
0: You, you don't hear it. She does not hear it.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. That's how my mom is. I, 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 I'm I, not a singer, so I can't sing. I think I'm just accent blind. Sure. Fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm not going to do this. And I refuse. I will never do it on a microphone. But, like, this is an ongoing joke with my wife and all of the people at the studio. Yeah. Like, if they're like, do a, you know, a, like, or whatever. If I ever try to do any sort of accent, everyone's like, Nope. Don't don't even try, so I won't do it. And Yut- Uten doll. I don't why do I want D doll? Uten doll.
0: Yeah, yutendall. there
1: you go. Uten doll, u Yeah, exactly. Nailed exactly. It. Perfect. Three, two, one. Kevin. Okay. What's up, buddy? So I nothing. I was we- trying to
2: check the time, but my watch is fucked up. <laughs> it's 6:37. Um,
1: it
0: can be 7:30. It's fine.
1: Okay. Cool. Cool. We gotta fly then. We'll um, time check at 7:15, and then we'll yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll take it uh, there. Well, guess what, Kevin? The voice that you hear is because we have a guest, not just one, but two guests in the house. It's the first time we've ever had two guests in the house. I know. So you guys oh. are breaking ground. We've yeah. had two guests before, but they were on Zoom. A lot easier to do. Jessica and Andrew. From the die line, they were oh their, amazing! Guests. I um, love
0: them; they're amazing people. They're
1: legitimately my best friends. We're very excited. We have a lot to talk to you. We're going to move very, very fast. I just drank a coffee, so I'm like
0: cool. Me too. Flying. So ready. Let's go.
1: I'm sweating. <laughs> it's, 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 it's all going down. First, Madison Utendahl.
0: Yes, got it.
1: Ready for this bio we have for you? Oh God, branding yeah. whiz, storyteller, speaker, producer, video host, and founder of Utendahl. Creative, all female, black-owned, anti-trend branding and design agency. Yeah. Oh, there's so much to talk about. A lot of there, Yeah, a lot there. Cutting Edge Brands, Simon Hux Judy, great brand. Halsey's About Face, who doesn't love Halsey? Lena Dunham's Good Thing, Good Thing Going, um, and Forbes 30 Under 30. So, yeah. very exciting. Welcome to the thank program. You. Thank you, thank you. And, and two webbies. Oh, two webbies. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, before she had her own studio, she was on the founding team last week tonight. Refinery 29 20 Rooms, which I'm very interested in talking to again i have to make some cuts in a museum of ice cream where she yep. met tori yes bazin yes who is the creative director at
2: utendall mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: now and partner now partner Whoa. Whoa. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: congratulations thanks
2: it didn't say that on your linkedin i haven't
4: <laughs> updated it in ages okay wow well, well. i will now yeah
0: okay,
1: <laughs> right. graphic designer illustrator artist and kind of climbed the ranks at Museum of Ice Cream, went from production assistant to design lead, which is yeah. pretty baller. Oh, yes. And now creative director. And so welcome to the show, both of you.
4: Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah,
1: more clapping. Yeah. Yay! As a, uh,
0: oh, okay. uh, uh,
1: <laughs> We're really good with sound effects. Yeah, that sounded really good. Sorry. Nice. I, um, I never know. I never know. <laughs> That's amazing. No, we're, I love that. It's yeah, great. we to figure it out. Um, uh, we had a, a freelancer in here start working with our studio, and he said, you guys do a lot of clapping. He said... <laughs> Like when you have big wins uh, or something like that happens. That's
0: great. Yeah. They're really clapping's important.
1: It mm. makes me feel
2: good. Mm-hmm. And I think it
1: makes other people feel good yeah. when they get like
2: applause for totally. doing something Absolutely. great.
1: Have a great meeting, do yeah. a great job presenting, something happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when you
2: clap on a plane, people start to look at you funny. It's, yeah, it's a fucked up line that we've yeah, drawn. Right, right. I mean, right. No, let's, no one's talking about that. Yeah. Stop plane shaming people. Yeah, right. Just let them I'm happy, be. I'm happy yeah. we didn't die. So that's true. I'm clapping.
4: Yeah. Every day, every day. And you flew
1: through the air there like a bird. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah.
4: impressive.
0: Yeah, and what if that was someone's first time flying? That's really like a yeah. moment. I yeah. think whenever,
1: whenever you fly, it's, it's, it's worthy of a thought. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know it's embarrassing, mm-hmm. and I know it shouldn't happen, but I think it's worthy. Yeah,
4: it's yeah, definitely it's just worthy. Just so for when you're home by yourself. No, it's normal, no, normal, no, normalized clapping. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> <I'm like laughs> normalized
1: yeah. clapping when we land. I agree. They, they, there's <gasps> like a hundred pound. How, how heavy is a plane? It's at how least heavy.
0: at least hundred pounds. No, like how- in theory, yeah, like it's a feat that you of engineering. Oh, it's wild. Yeah, I've yeah. I've set, spent a lot of time actually thinking about that about how crazy it is that we can go in the sky and land somewhere else somewhere else yeah in the world. Like, it's, it's
1: clap worthy it's terrifying A pounds yeah it's wild it's all right truly so let's normalize, it. Yeah, let's normalize it that's the first thing on the agenda here we are <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah thank you guys for being here it's really great um we're excited we have so much to talk about um we're gonna we're gonna throw some softball questions at you first to get you sure. warmed up question for both of you we kind of already asked where are you from
0: i'm from new york city yes
1: Grew up here. Went to high school here.
0: Born and raised Brooklyn girl.
1: Amazing. Where, yeah. What part of Brooklyn? Brooklyn Heights. Amazing. And where do yeah. you go to high school?
0: Packer. Well, I, I, my parents got divorced, and then my mom moved to Soho, so I became like a Brooklyn Soho kid. Well, which is pretty dope.
1: I think so. I'm from <laughs> Long Island, which is New York, but there are tiers of New Yorker ness. Yes. And you're the top tier.
0: I was gonna say. It is. Some New Yorkers get really offended if you say you're from New York, but you're not from New York
1: City. Correct. That's why, for me, I am trying to normalize the fact that Long Island is not very far from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. and it, is, isn't. And it, it isn't. It isn't. And literally, I, I can get in an Uber and yeah. get to my parents' house. Yeah, quicker than I can probably get to the Upper West Side. That's true. From here, that's definitely true. And comparatively to people that grew up in. Denver, or grew up in Cincinnati, or grew up in other parts of the country.
3: Yeah,
0: I'm a New Yorker. Sure.
2: So Madison, is he a New Yorker? Can you give me that?
0: I can't. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a five. I mean, I'm really like a four boroughs, but I don't want to piss people off Staten Island.
2: Wow. That. Yeah. I mean, to be fair. Yeah, we we do lead. pretty big numbers in Staten Island, so if you could. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry,
0: guys. Don't disrespect our <laughs> Staten Island <laughs> listenership. Yeah. That,
2: wow see
0: that's that's like but i'm like legacy new york like my dad's from queens see, my grandma's from like we are like generations of new yorkers
1: this is why people like myself and other people <laughs> from long island get self-conscious yes about being totally. about saying we're from, from new, new, york new york is because there are assholes th- like me because <laughs> of assholes like you that are like you're not technically you grew up in a suburb that's like new york adjacent it's yeah. not really the yeah. city it's i'm a city kid and yeah so city kids are like you know, the highest of the pecking order. Yeah. I mean,
0: look, I think that there's like, there's a lot of beauty to being a New York City kid. There's a lot of stuff that's also like a total disadvantage. Like I got my license at 21 years old. Sure. You know what I mean? Like when everyone else was way comfortable driving, I've been driving since they were 15. You know, I was freaking out on the highway in my early 20s. You know, but I I go back and forth about it because I'm also like, you have so much more fear every year that you get older, right? You're just so much more aware of the world. Mm. Mm. And I feel like I did not become a comfortable driver until like my late twenties. Like the first five years of driving, I was like just nervous. Well,
4: I'm saying this as someone who totaled their car at 16. Yeah. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's also tough to be a comfortable New York driver. That's true. It's, not fun
0: it's true it's it's a really stressful place to learn how to drive yeah so kevin th- can you
2: speak to my new york driving abilities oh he's crazy yeah yeah like, you I'm have the- to be a psycho yeah, you have no, to be i am i cut yeah.
5: everyone off
0: yeah everyone, yeah everyone, honking everyone yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i
2: got punched in the face last year
0: <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> driving with you no, 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 I no. oh i was gonna say Whoa. driving
2: driving by myself yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah Rough. But, i mean yeah. let's, let's we don't need to unpack that story but you know i'm sure that you know kevin wasn't he was
2: just an innocent bystander. yeah i mean i I might have had it coming a little bit
0: yeah no i didn't think it
2: I don't think it was that. I was
0: much. driving. New York is just so nuanced. I mean, I was. I'm like not a religious person at all, but like I pray okay. for parking spots. Yeah, you no. There's
4: I mean? a
2: rel- there's a
1: religiousness to part the parking
0: gods. Yeah, I'm literally like as soon as I get close to my destination, I'm like, yeah, police god, please let there be a parking spot. Like and I'm just a reformed Christian in just that moment. You know what I mean? Like
1: so what? I, so I understand this because I've had a car living yeah. in Manhattan and you now in Brooklyn for 15 yeah. years or so. This is the first year I've not had a car. Yeah. Since I was oh, wow. 17, I got wow. rid of it yeah. for the first time. It's because I moved to Greenpoint and my studio's in Greenpoint. Yeah, you're like, right, I don't need it. And I'm it. just yeah. like, I don't go anywhere. Yeah. And I just stay in this area. Yeah. And it's, I miss it. I do miss driving yeah. and kind of going to other parts of Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Tour, you're from Florida. Yes, that's right. So we We have good representation here. We yeah. have like yeah, we America, do. New York elitists. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we have. But I mean- Madison, you uh, again, this is you have the ultimate card. You are the like, I'm a real New York City kid. Yeah.
0: I mean, it has its pros and cons. Definitely. Yeah.
1: You you start smoking cigarettes at like 12? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Doing definitely. drugs and being cool. Just no like-
0: drugs. I mean, we smoked a lot of pot and drank 40s in high yes. school, but yeah. like I didn't. There's also a difference between being a Brooklyn kid and Upper East Side kid, which okay. people forget. Okay. Like high schoolers on the Upper East Side are like doing cocaine and acting yeah. like psychos, and their parents don't care about yes. them. Sorry, not sorry. If you're from <laughs> Brooklyn or lower Manhattan, Got You're it. just smoking weed and drinking forties.
1: Yeah. I mean I think we can all relate to that. What's better though? than that? Um, yeah, that's the that's the best. The best years you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: want No, I don't agree with that. I hope no one's best years of their life are when they're 15 and 16 years old. Mm. Life can be very long. That would suck. If, uh, that if was they are best that's years. a red
1: flag. Yeah. Yeah. Cut that from the record. So uh, <laughs> so question what did you guys study and where did you go to school?
0: I went to Brown. Uh, and I studied MCM, which is like modern culture and media. It's film degree, essentially.
1: Cool. Whoa. And then impressive.
4: Uh, I have a kind of Frankenstein degree from Northeastern and okay. the School of the Museum of Fine Arts, which was then bought by Tufts. Okay. So I have a degree from each of them in, together in studio art. Cool. Three? So three,
2: three
1: degrees. So got three degrees. Damn.
2: Jesus.
4: <laughs> For the same thing. <laughs> three
1: degrees. Wow. <laughs> so, but studied art. And when did you become a designer? First job? Yes,
4: it was at Museum of Ice Cream.
1: Which is unbelievable. So yeah. talk to me about Museum of Ice Cream. So when did Museum of Ice Cream start? Like, when did that idea come into the world? Because I, I think it's a really important brand, I'll be honest. Hmm. It kind of, in my opinion, set the table for this new sort of, like, experience-led yeah. social uh, museum. Mm-hmm. Understanding that, like, people just want social currency. They want to take a photo. They want to yeah. share it. And that was... Um, I think you could see the influence everywhere. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it was a very important brand. I don't think that it's, no disrespect, like holds the same clout anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that like the made for Instagram business has died. I mean, obviously the way that social has changed has therefore impacted all the businesses that were designed for social. Sure. How did it start? Uh, The founder of Museum Ice Cream really just came up with a concept in 2015, um, rooted in a childhood ambition. And we were just the crazy psychos to join the team and help build
1: it. Yes, indeed. There should be more museums for things that are not that special. Like, I think there should be... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ice cream's not special? <laughs> Ice cream is okay. Mm. Shots fine.
0: I think the opposite, though. I think there need to be museums that, like, actually get people to think.
1: Uh, thinking's
0: overrated.
4: and <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Kirkregard
0: oh. Museum the oh, philosophy well, yeah like let's like i don't know <sighs> like I- how many people go to museums? I mean, look, I think the issue with museums, for like fine art museums, like MoMA, Whitney, Guggenheim, yes. they're beautiful. Yes. And we're privileged enough to have an education to understand what we're looking at. So they're more interesting. But I would argue that most people go into those museums and don't really think about things.
1: The art museums? or Yeah, the, art yeah.
0: museums. They're just, you know, if you don't have any knowledge contextually as to like where, sure. where something's from, why it's relevant. Sure. You're just looking at something that objectively looks beautiful or not.
1: Yeah, and I think that's okay. You know, yeah, I it think, is okay. And I think yeah. it's um, important that people can just go and mm-hmm. just are, are welcome. But I just, I like the idea that there's a museum for ice cream um, I, or or t- for topics that people are interested in. Sure. And to learn more about them, I think people are curious. And I think having a, I know I know the Museum of Ice Cream wasn't really I was going
0: to say you learned experience. nothing about it. cream. Which was the
4: best it was just part, a social in my opinion. Crowd. I've never been there, I'll be honest. I love a fake museum.
1: A fake museum? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's. This is, again, total tangent, but I love documentaries. I yeah, love watching Netflix you. docs. And it's yeah. like, I will, I will do a deep dive on pretty much anything. So if you were like, hey, I'm going to do a documentary about just like this one brand that existed in the 90s called N1 or something, you know, mm-hmm. something I was into in my childhood and there was a museum pop-up and I could just learn about it. and Yeah. Go, I would yeah. probably be interested in that.
0: Well, what's interesting is some of the most like successful pop-up experiences to date have been like remaking of shows, like the Friends pop-up. Yes. They did, like, a girls pop-up based on Lena Dunham's, like, apartment that, like, made HBO a shit ton of money. Yeah, nostalgic opportunities for people to go back into time. It's why like, even going to, like, I don't know if you guys have been to Graceland in Memphis.
2: No, No, I haven't. Like, things
0: like that are, like, really amazing to me. I find that, like, this sort of paralysis of time and the ability to go back is incredible escapism
1: and Damn. i think that's incredible that you could like rebuild something yeah uh, remember kanye rebuilt his uh, childhood home for that uh pop-up thing he did i would have yeah. liked to go see that yeah, um, yeah there's
4: something also kind of eerie about that though yeah right? just wanting to return to the past endlessly or you could
0: is anyone watching the rehearsal yes oh, oh my uh, God. i mean really yeah <laughs> or you could use it for just yeah scripting out 900 different variations of yep. the way something, could yeah, go. that's more exciting
4: because it's like <laughs> creative in the future. Sure, you know? I, have, I have a concept
1: for a museum. Maybe I shouldn't put this out there, so believe this, Kevin, if I decide to later. I think there should be a museum of brands, and that's yeah. kind of an idea that I want to have. And, cool, you know, sort of just because I love brands, definitely don't include this, and I, I think it's a good idea. And yeah, so someone's we'll gonna take on. this idea. Um, don't talk about that. Yeah, wait, wait, uh, you
4: should watch the movie Josie and the Pussycats if you haven't seen it. I have not seen it, it's good. Uh, inspo,
2: okay. I'm going to need 10% equity to not include it. So <laughs> Kevin, this is what Kevin does. Can I, so one of the things we read in our
1: very deep dive research yeah. is that employees used flavor names as email addresses and nicknames yeah, at the Museum of Ice Cream. Yeah. Yikes. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so glad. That what were y'all? Yeah. What flavors were you?
0: I
4: refused to do it.
1: Wow.
4: Wow. Respect.
1: Yeah. Respect. What? Tori, please help us.
4: So uh, it wasn't just flavors. It was any kind of ice cream related name. And okay. So I started out as Float and then petitioned <sighs> to change my name to Cool. That's, That's right, fucking Taylor.
1: incredible. I know it's embarrassing. I know it's like cringy. At Vitamin Water, which is the story and the brand that I worked at when mm-hmm. I was in my early 20s and I talk about endlessly, you only use emails, lowercase. No capitalization. In
2: there. Isn't that what it is anyway? Well that's what the brand is. But I'm saying that's No, but like it's not what email is anyway. No,
1: people use capitalizations and sentences in emails. I would like to challenge this, but what? Sure. No. <laughs> when you write a letter you use capital. I'm not Oh, like honest. in the Oh, in the email. In the email. Oh, I, I was going to say yeah, I agree I thought- with you Kevin, you're you're right. Oh, sorry. Sorry. in email addresses, Just sorry. To okay, that. let me reset this. At vitamin water, we would only we our our keyboards were like Anti-caps lock. That's ridiculous. So everything was lowercase because the brand was vitamin water and everything on the label is lowercase and so our brand was lowercase and so everything in the emails was lowercase. So So just
0: just, rewire 18 years or 21 years of education on how to write. Precisely. Like what? Capital letters
1: are pretentious. I agree. (laughs) mm -hmm. The point I'm making is internal (laughs) branding is a thing Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think it creates some sort of culture. I think it's I would be cookies and cream. Kevin, can you refer to me as cookies and cream? Yeah, right yeah sure. All right, cool. Chocolate, chocolate chip. What do me? you want to be? I don't know. Hazelnut, rocky road, scoop.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh God. <laughs> yeah,
4: I mean, where look. did that come from?
1: Was that real? Did people? No, actually... I mean, like
4: people were called that. People... I know some people only as milk. What? Yeah.
1: You know them as milk. Like, yeah, that's like I, their name. I can't even remember. Like name. that's their rap name.
2: Like
4: that, that was their name.
2: Wow, fascinating.
4: Yeah, I guess.
2: Wait, so did people call you <laughs> float and cool? No, no, no. Tory just just trumped one. everything else. Okay, but
4: cool, some cool. people were only like their ice cream name. Yeah, else. I mean,
0: look, like a lot of these things were not Tory and my choices in full transparency, and like they weren't good for the culture of the company. Okay, so so like I think I agree with you. Is that like any sort of change that couldn't that is different has to also align? I think with like things that are allowed to be different internally, right? So, like, expression, people being able to show up as themselves.
1: And I think you learn from mistakes, right? Like, I... Yeah. Um, <laughs> There were bosses that I had and people I worked with that I learned from that I'm like that's not how I want to be treated or how I want to be talked to <laughs> totally. or how I am totally. inspired and so yeah. Totally. But those yeah. lessons are almost better than the ones of people that I loved working with. A
0: hundred percent, you learn them good. I share this story. I mean, Tori has heard this, but like I, I really believe that learning what doesn't work is as valuable as learning what does work. Totally. And also lessons where I don't want to say like you were embarrassed, but. I have this story that I always tell, but when I was applying for internships in college, I applied for a job at a fashion magazine and I misspelled the woman who I was asking to work for first name. And she responded by saying, I loved your resume. I a great cover letter, but you misspelled my first name. And that tells me you don't pay attention to detail. Best of luck on your search. There's two ways to look at that, right? You could be like, she's an asshole. Or you could be like, that's a really important lesson for an 18 year old kid to learn about those types of things. I now double quadruple check people's names. And I look at those are like the little things that actually do matter. I, when someone sends me an email and they misspell my name, I'm like, you don't really care. Yeah.
1: And, and you think about that more than the things that went well, probably in that same internship search or the job that you did get, or maybe the job you actually did. Yeah. And, um, I have a story like that where, um, I, I was started to work for Coca Cola because they acquired the company yeah. Vitamin Water, and I presented some like big vision thing for for for, for executives, mm-hmm. and I put Coca Cola and I forgot the dash in between mm. Coca dash Cola, and some big head honcho hotshot said, "Alex, if you're gonna try to tell us what to do, or you're gonna work here at Coca Cola, you might want to learn how to." Type it
4: or design
1: it, and I stuck with me. Yeah, because it's true. It's like if you're gonna, you know, for client presentations or something, you have to. I mean, it's a good lesson. I always think about this. It's like the client has a deep love for their own brand, Mm -hmm. and like especially legacy ones. Yeah, right. And you have to be respectful of it, Mm -hmm. and you have to be like, you know, like sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, that thing you did wasn't that good," and you'll or or something. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, that's our company." You know, that's our, that's our brand. That's our, that's my work even. Yeah, it's all
0: about delivery, right? Like that guy sounds like he was a jerk.
1: He was. Yeah. I want, I want to call him out.
0: Yeah. We don't have to call him out. What's his (laughs) name? Sounds like he was a jerk. There's a way to give, I think, constructive feedback and criticism. I know we're living in this day and age where like everyone gets a medal. I don't believe in that. I won't raise my kids like that. I think that's important to learn how to lose. I think it's important to have (sighs) first, second, and third. Hot takes. Personally. But like, there's a way to be like, hey, you missed the dash in Coca-Cola. It means a lot to us as a brand. It's totally. a really important life lesson to like not miss out on the logo identity of a client presentation mm-hmm. without being a jerk.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the LinkedIn page of the guy that said that to me, and uh, he's, he's down on to do some pretty big things. Um, but sure. he does appear to be out of work right now. But um, moving on. Um, <laughs> so that's where you guys met. That and is where we met. So question, first impressions, What were they?
0: <laughs> I thought I, I was totally wrong about you,
4: Ooh. actually. Oh, wow. Wow.
0: Yeah, we didn't, like, interact. I mean, here's the thing. I've been very public about how I feel about my time at Museum of Ice Cream. Like, it was a really tough environment, and we all were working, like, 20-hour days. So, like, you didn't really see much past the, your cross-eyed self that was, like, surviving off of four hours of sleep. Yeah. So, Tori and I met right at the beginning of a launch and we're kind of both super heads down, just trying to get done what we need to get done. And so I thought you were quiet and like (laughs) reserved and shy. And I could not have been more wrong about you, but like we just didn't interact almost for like
4: weeks. Yeah. And I mean, in contrast, like I was, I was so stressed. I was talking to uh, our friend Maria who also worked with us at Museum of Ice Cream and I was like, I can't remember that time period at all. Wow. Like yeah. it's just like blacked out. Yeah. But I have a hazy memory, like a dream. <laughs> yeah. Of you being like way too chill <laughs> for the circumstance. I was like, we have to get this done. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, I just had learned at that point. There's no better way to be the worst version of yourself than to be tired. Oh like God! Under under underslept, if that's the right way. To yeah, say it. and
0: also mm-hmm. going up against a, de- I think going up against a deadline for events is unlike any other type of stress.
1: Because there's like a definitive. Yeah, moment like of people
0: launch. are interacting yeah. with the space in that moment, versus like you launch a brand, like there are so many. Yeah. you've got like a, you've got a runway. Yeah, you and have you can no push run. Back. Yeah, you can push back. <laughs> you can do all sorts of thing with an event. It's like doors are open and like yeah. Things got to be ready.
4: Yep. Do Every ever- night I pray for
0: producers. <laughs> oh, so wow. God. Yeah. No, it's it's a stressful life.
4: Did you ever watch a
1: Netflix talk about like seven days to launch or yeah, something? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that there's a certain chaos. Chaos. And, yeah, yeah. Anxiety of like, we got three days.
0: Yeah. And it's thrilling and also just total self-sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> so, I,
1: so I imagine this experience that you guys both shared yeah. uh, working at this place that was a cultural phenomenon. Let's sure. give it credit yep. and give it, you know, put some respect on it. But, you know, kind of as from what I'm hearing was like a tough work environment. 100%. <laughs> Led you guys to want to strike out on your own, mm-hmm. but also to do things a little differently. Definitely. Talk to me about that. Like, how did that idea come? When yeah. was this? And like sort of how did you... Um, take those learnings and put them into what you're doing now.
0: Yeah. I, I love that question. Thank you for asking it. Um, I left first. Um, I had been there longer um, and I was in a senior leadership position. So I kind of had more flexibility. I think, I think when we forget there's a lot of privilege that comes with having big titles. Sure. You have more opportunities when you leave. And so I left and had no plan initially. I just started consulting and honestly healing myself after like three years of literal trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, learned from that experience that there had to be a different way to inspire creatives to work. I had also had the opportunity, which I talk about a lot, of having worked for John Oliver and Pierre Gilardi, who's the co-founder of Refinery29, who had built very successful businesses with happy people and who had created systems where creatives could get work done and they they were working for I – mean, Refinery29, when I was there, had 500 people working for it. Last week, tonight was like a 90-person production. So I knew that, like, they had found ways to do it at a larger scale. But I was like, how do you do this at a smaller scale? Because I'm not going to go and raise capital. I'm going to do this small so that I can protect my mind and body and health in this healing process. And UC has been really a slow growth of us figuring this out together – of having honest dialogues of like what works and what doesn't work but the fundamental i would say like number 1 priority for UC is about well-being of people wow. creatives cannot do good work unless they themselves are they have to feel good they have to be rested we have to be inspired we have to have the space and time for what i like to call idle time as well and boredom which is really important to creativity and if you don't have those things I believe that there is a only a limited amount of time we can be creative.
1: Fascinating. Yeah. Kevin, how do you think this uh compares to center um in our uh uh philosophy? I think about? we could learn a thing or two. Oh, you think so? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh we prefer the uh chickens running around with their heads cut off uh <laughs> philosophy. I don't know which, if I'd say we. Um <laughs> sh- <laughs> No. Uh, I think when it comes to creatives, you got to you just got to give them a small snack <laughs> and then you got to, you know, um yeah. Alex is an old school type of boss. Old school. Very old school. Oh, wow. Really old school.
2: school. Like everyone yeah. has to stand before. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. old school
1: ad world where like you yeah. couldn't sit to yeah. eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we also just rip cigs all day in here. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smells great. Yeah. I would <laughs> never thought <that.
2: laughs> I come in. I, I
1: pour myself a whiskey. Oh
0: yeah. I sit
2: down and I say, um, Pete, where are the designs? Yeah. And Mary, I'm,
0: get yeah. me my coffee. Yeah.
2: <laughs> What's my schedule look like? Um, no, I, I I'm the one who gets the coffee. Get yeah, coffee. yeah, yeah. Let's um, Kevin get the coffee. Yeah. We, we've uh, we've we've come a long way in some aspects. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, it it's so important, and I do think part of that is because of um uh just how the world has changed. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. and I I think also, I mean, obviously your experiences inform that, right? Where sure. Like, this is how how it should be done, or how it should be not done, and to learn that. But also, I I do think quite a bit of that is because of the um, the changing dynamic of yeah. the workforce and the work, you know, the the people, yeah, <laughs> and what their expectations are and what they ask for. So, what year is this? Just so we can get a sense of timing.
0: Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. I think I left.
1: And started. Do you do you, do you have a, like a birthday that you like a, a first day or like anything that you kind of like use as a benchmark? Sweet.
0: Honestly, not really. Oh. Day, we have a date in October that like kind of it was fluctuates like right every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because I, and this is mostly just to talk about myself. Um, quit my job at Coke September first, twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. and officially consider Center to be open for business April twenty eighteen. Yeah. Okay. So it's
0: similar. No, really similar time. Not I, that far off. I left. I know the day I resigned from Museum of Ice Cream. It was November eighth, twenty seventeen.
1: Yeah. Literally within months. Of, and
0: then yeah. I, yeah, consult because you left like a year after me. I consulted mm-hmm. for about yeah. almost a year. And then, yeah, so it's like October 2018 is when we worked, We started working on our first project together. Yeah. yeah. How
2: did you all get reconnected?
4: Well, we never lost touch. Yeah. Um, Madison did- and I like got really close because we would both would cry at mm. everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trauma bond. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing brings people together. Like
0: then trauma. tears. Than yeah. real yeah. tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. For we're sure. very emotional. Um, yeah. That's so true. Just yeah, I mean there. I, I mean t- I totally understand how people stopped crying because it was just a matter of resources. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have available
4: left to you? <laughs> but it wasn't just like sad or stressful things. It'd yeah, be, like true. a puppy video. Yeah, sobbing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what was that first project?
0: It was uh, Smile CBD. Cool. Which is I don't know if it's still around. I think it is. Mm-hmm. yeah and the, the david the, the founder reached out through linkedin and i honestly like i he took a whole bet on us it was our first design project and we learned so much and i'll let tori speak more on that but like yeah we had only done museum of ice cream together for years and then all of a sudden we had this cbd brand oh, that we oh yeah, had to buy yeah uh, to. go yeah. off
4: i mean it was very much making it up as you go mm-hmm. uh so yeah. and it was just madison and i uh trying to figure out how to make this brand happen i don't even like i can't even recall what the process was it was probably like one iteration we're like okay we're going with this yeah and then a month later it was done yeah <laughs> we learned really
0: quickly because our second project was a brand called la is still some of the best work that i think we've ever done and like Got incredible write ups from the die line, and awesome. it's nice that and and it was our second project and just the two of us, um, but smile was just like it was like years of school in one, and yes. everything from like <laughs> how do you present, how yeah. much optionality
1: do you give a client for feedback? Totally, uh, do you ever look back and think about those clients and be like? What a, what a chance they took on this agency oh that didn't have any people that didn't, exist. <laughs> that didn't exist, and they're like, yeah, this is the one we want to go, yeah. with. Like, yeah, want to go yeah.
0: with. of All the agencies <laughs> of all of all the agencies, no, I think 100%. that all the time. With us. Yeah, like,
1: how the, why the hell did they <laughs> decide to go with us? And um, I'm I'm sure it's because, <laughs> um, but I'm also sure it's because you know you guys.
0: Yeah, we were so cheap though. Do you oh. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that. I mean, any any agency founder knows. Like your first client, Ooh. they're like, we have three hundred dollars, and you're
1: like, done. I think we took it <laughs> off the shelf. Our first client was Willie's Superbrew. Uh, no, it's it's oh, it's right there. Yeah. Um, I won't say how much ch- they 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 paid us, but it. Um, looking back, um, not great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, at that point, it's like you take what you can. I'll take whatever we can get, and hundred like, percent. I, I was thrilled. I was like, oh, I can hire someone to like yeah. work with me and yeah. do this. So and true. Mm-hmm. And I and again, looking back, it's like I can't believe that those clients took a chance yeah. on a studio that didn't really exist. It's and so, so true. I think. Shout out to them, like
0: a hundred percent. It's yes. a good drink
1: too. What Willie Superbro? Yeah. I was talking more about Smile CBD. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> like shout out to no, them. That, yeah, I was, taking a chance yeah, on, on, on
0: Smile's good too. I, Honestly, it's, I look back on it. I'm just, there's just nothing but gratitude. It's not our favorite. It's
4: not my favorite work. No, I'd say like Lottie da was the first one that I loved.
2: Yeah, it's yeah.
1: similar to us. Like our like second or third project was unite of America, and that is probably still my favorite piece. You asked me earlier, Tori, mm-hmm. what my favorite. Brand that we built yeah, here is, yeah. and I still would say United States of yeah, America, so and that cool. was kind of our—I don't want to say second, but it was like pretty early on. Yeah, and they had no right to select us as an right, agency. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I'm still most proud of it. And yeah. now we have a studio that has like 15 people. Yeah, and it was like four people on that brand. Right, right. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you build better things. Yeah, it's all so the time. true.
0: It's such a good point. Yeah.
1: Um. So as you guys continue to grow and start to build, um, how was 2020? Like, how did, because I've been doing a lot of uh, retrospective thinking because I'm doing this big talk, but, you know, for us, and uh, 2018 was like, kind of like, okay, cool. Can we get projects? Like, as a,
5: yeah, not as a
1: consultant, but as a company. Mm -hmm. And then 2019 was like, cool, we got a bunch of clients or projects to do. Let's get, I got a couple people now. And then I remember distinctly thinking at the end of 2019, we got a new big office. Not that big, but big enough. And it was like, 2020s is our year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone like, said that. Yeah, though, right? yeah. 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 Great, yeah year. great year. And then, of course, all comes crumbling down, <laughs> pandemic, and, you know, we didn't use the office for yeah. months. Was that a tough time for you guys, or did, was, it, was it scary as a new owner mm. or as a business owner, entrepreneur? Did you lose projects? Did things feel terrifying
4: like they did to me? I mean, we did pretty well in 2020 because yeah. we were still doing social back then. Got and it. so everyone had kind of shifted focus onto their social strategies mm-hmm. to keep mm. engagement with their customers. Yeah. Um and I think that's also when we learned we didn't want to do social anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's my next question. Yeah. So it's it a, a great good segue. Way mm-hmm. Um recently, yeah. You guys made the switch from social content to branding. Mm-hmm. What made you make that switch? And yeah. what was the kind of thought process there?
0: Well, we actually were always a studio that did both. Okay. Um, we became more well-known for social, but like we've had the branding arm for as long as we had the social arm. Sure. I think when I look back on 2020, I think it was a great reawakening for the whole team. And what I'm also really proud of is that like there was a consensus among all of us at the time to close down the department. I didn't make the decision. Tori didn't make the decision. Like all six of us at the time voted on closing it down. Um, I think that, I mean, there's two things. There's like the technical business side, which is that we were, most of our content was graphic design focused and the algorithm over the past two years has decreased visibility for graphic design significantly. It's down to like 2.9% or something from six.
1: Kevin, did you uh, just catch that? That was a stat.
2: Yeah, where did you get those numbers? That's wild.
0: Oh, later, later. The blog later did a big. Study. Okay. Can I yeah.
1: ask uh, just to to double down on that? Mm-hmm. So when you say the percentage of, so can you just unpack that just a little bit?
0: So, yeah. So for graphic design engagement rates are down to 2.9 percent when they were traditionally like at the like six percent mark.
1: When you're, you're talking about social posts and social things that posts. are inside of them, so versus yeah. like organic photography or yeah. video content versus yeah. like something that's a designed. Yeah, post and
0: designed has- not in the app. So Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook in order to incentivize people to use the systems within the apps, they decrease visibility on any uploaded content that doesn't use the app directly. Mm. And so for design in particular, we we were reaching this place of like, we were doing amazing work that nobody was seeing. And the client was losing sight of the beautiful design work and was focusing more on the fact like no one was seeing it. It's a lose lose for everyone. Yeah. It's a lose lose for the client who's investing money in graphic design for social. It's a lose lose for the agency making the graphic design. So we just got to this point where we're kind of like we don't. This isn't bringing us joy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, we're no one is winning here. <laughs> yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. And if it's good for the business, that's one thing. But if yeah. it's But it's if it's making everyone miserable, then it's then totally just stop. Um, I totally relate, uh, not to bring it all back to myself, but that's what I do here on yeah, uh, yeah. my podcast. Um, <laughs> just kidding. And also, I'm, I'm very self-centered. Um, I hate doing social content. Um, it's so it's it, rough. And, and we've dabbled, um, and we suck at it, um, and we had to make a decision similarly, where we're just yeah. like, we're just not going to do it. And it's not, it, for, for similar reasons, I have no experience doing it. Sure, so that's sure. first and foremost, I have no right to do it. I have no in, I have no idea of what works or what doesn't work. Like, I just ha- do not understand that. But also, it's, it's – none of the team enjoyed making it. Yeah. Mm-mm. And um, it's, it's – nothing is more sad than spending, like, yeah. months – On something. On something that goes on a post and then, like, no one really engages with it. Yeah. Exactly. And the team would be, like – like, we'd, set, we'd share stuff with the client. I'm not going to say who they are. But, like, then they would, like, post – like, they post, like, a bunch of stuff in a row that, like, didn't – Yeah. And it just, like, not, didn't hit. And that work went through, like, rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds of feedback. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sometimes, like, social content work takes more, like, effort, energy, pain yeah. than, like, big branding, uh, packaging totally. stuff that's, like, lives in the world and really means yeah. something.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not to sound like a therapist, but it's not your fault. <laughs> 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 you know? Well, like, the algorithm is not you. designed for <laughs>
1: oh, social can, design can, can success. That? You say yeah. that again. That sounded really good. Um, <laughs> this is true. Question for you. Yeah. So, um, on that topic. Um, You guys have something called brand therapy. Um, This is something that Kevin uh, maybe led me astray here. What is... Is this something that... um, Did I fuck up? Did you fuck up, Kevin? Brand
0: therapy? I feel like I
1: read that on...
2: Okay, maybe we
1: read something somewhere that you had this, uh, something about brand therapy. We'll we'll just cut this out. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I think that there's, we probably call it something else, Mm -hmm. but we do a lot of brand therapy and like asking founders and brands really tough questions to unpack what they actually want and who they actually are. Great. That is true. Great. We are not an agency that's just like, give me your big idea and like, we're just going to execute like you got to be willing to get into the weeds and like unpack your why totally and frankly if you don't know your why like we'll we're not the right fit
1: that's a great perspective i think sometimes we struggle with that and maybe don't have exactly the right way to describe it but it's like branding is a two-way street and at the end of the day like you do need to have someone on the other side of the table that has a Vision yeah, and sometimes we've worked with clients and they're like here's my vision Here's what I want to be or here's like here's what I think makes it special and exciting And then it's our job to kind of bring that to life mm-hmm. that works if they're like hey Here's what we're making and like we're doing it because we want to make money or like we have no real why yeah. or purpose and They're like you figure it out you guys are the branding experts like we just hired you to do our branding like Give us a strategy or give us a point of view. It never works. Yeah. And yeah. Brand therapy is a good way to describe it, where it's like, I always say, why are people going to care? Like, yeah. Why are people going to care about this? Yeah. And like if you think it's because you made like really good ice cream that was like, <laughs> yeah. um plant based materials, it's like I promise you, there's <laughs> no, already three of those that yeah, are better. Totally. Um, <laughs> the last question I have about UC, and I again I have a lot of questions. No, but, keep um, going. We have yeah, time. We cool. have two more minutes. Okay. Anti-trend design, that's another thing yeah. that, so what, is, what does that mean?
0: All will let Tori speak on that first. Yeah.
4: yeah, I can speak to that. And I, I, I kind of want to evolve the term because it's less like anti-trend, uh, even though when we're doing design work, we always do a landscape and take a look at what other people are doing and make sure that we're not doing that. Um, but really, you know, what we like to say is that we're not rebels like without a cause. It's just making sure that design is grounded in a story for every single touch point and is like coming back to whatever that story is that's outlined in the strategy phase. Yeah. So it's more so meaningful design.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And not just something because it looks good or it will work because it's
4: relevant. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's I think it's also a testament to who we all are on the team. I mean, Tori and I were wild teenagers and young adults. And have always been moving in the opposite direction of what everyone else was doing. And I think that translates and shows up literally in every single person on the team of having that, that spirit of not wanting to fit in. Sure. you know, And always being that person who is like, I'm not yeah. conforming.
1: And that's how the best brands are built. Like yeah. again, at the end of the day, uh, my definition of branding is meaningful differentiation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's just the core of it it's just like why are we different and, and what does it mean to people i guess yeah and so you have to start the process there and it can't be like well we like gradients because that's what uh that's what people are into right now right and exactly i yeah. mean it's
4: a good way to also weed out clients by saying like <coughs> we're just not going to do what other people are doing so you can't come to us with that how yeah.
1: do you weed out what's your do you have a client protocol like scorecard
4: we're actually working on that yeah, currently. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, we so, have one. Yeah, it's, it's so
0: tool. important because yeah. it's it's we. You can just look on the Zoom call <laughs> and just see everyone's face, and I know immediately. I'm like, we're not moving forward. Yeah, and we don't bullshit either. Like, I don't waste people to, we don't waste people's time either.
1: Nice. Do you say no to a lot of projects?
0: Um, yeah. Are you good at saying no? I think we've gotten pretty good at it. Yeah, Can definitely. you teach
1: someone that is maybe not that good at saying no? Yeah. Yeah. What do
2: I do?
0: I'm really good. I we I like we say no a lot. Yeah. I it feel so no good expect- to say no. It's a no thank you. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I think we think of no as it like as if it needs to be aggressive or hostile. There's still immense gratitude that someone reached out and wants to work with us. Sure. Like, are you kidding? How many designers are there in the world? How many agencies? I'm totally. still so grateful. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah. But no, we're not moving forward because of a reason that is
4: pretty understandable
1: sounds really powerful but what about the fact that no one's ever going to call again after you say no that one time
4: right can't live your life in fear alex
1: (laughs) (laughs) um
0: you know it's funny because they i um was listening to this podcast and a woman on the podcast said imposter syndrome for those who've experienced success is not how did i do it but can i do it again oof and I was like,
1: whoa. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, that's defines, not defines who I am, but like, I definitely experienced yeah. that. And because I, it's funny because imposter syndrome doesn't really, I don't relate to it in the fact that I don't think I'm an imposter. Right. Like, right. I, that's not what it is. Yeah. I just think it's all going to go away yeah, Right. and it will just like crash down and it will never come again. Yeah. Or like that It was it like, was like one time right? or it was like 20 amazing mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not because I'm not good or I'm an imposter. Or I'm right. faking. It's just that like. One bad thing could it could yeah. snowball and it could all go away yeah. or it's never good enough yeah. in a way. Yeah. Like, it's a yeah. very different thing than feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough. It's like, no, I'm, I think I'm good enough. Yeah. I know I'm good enough, but yeah. it's like it could stop. Yeah. And that's a different feeling I that think makes it's, me scared about saying no.
0: Yeah. Well, I also think it's a very American thing. Like we love to create heroes and watch them fail. Yeah. You know? And so I think that like, and everyone who's experienced success in any shape or form they're kind of like, you know, the other side of the story that we love to glorify. That's well, fear. I mean, especially women. Uh, my
1: mm-hmm. wife is a, a female entrepreneur and founder and CEO of a shower cap company. Yeah. Uh, fun time to tell you, I have shower caps for you. Yay! Yay! Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're Yeah.
0: So I did meet your wife. She's yeah. so sweet. Yes. Um.
1: So. Um. But. Uh. I do think about this a lot. Probably more than the average. Uh. Guy does. Um. We love tearing down female founders. Yeah. It's like our one of our favorite pastimes. I think any one, every single one of them, yeah, that has ever had success in a sort of massive big way, there has been, you know, for yeah. people you've worked with as yeah. well. Like
0: Well, I mean, look, I think that this is like a really important distinction. I agree that there are more men in the world, I would argue, who get away with terrible treatment. By far. I mean that's it's undeniable. Unden- <laughs> it's undeniable. Not, debate, not even close. Not at all. And as a female founder, I still think it's also important to acknowledge that some of the founders that got taken down were assholes. And we need to both just because you're a woman doesn't alleviate you from the responsibility of being a good boss and a good person to other people. Yeah. And there's room for both. We can both acknowledge that it's disproportionate and that men really need to be called out way more than women. But the women who were jerks, they don't get a free badge.
1: I I respect it. And I think ultimately I have spent a lot of my last year, now that I can somewhat rest at night knowing that we have a company (laughs) that does things (gasps) that people like and think a little bit more about culture and think about people and putting them first. And I think that is how you get the best out of people. Yeah. And how you make the best work. Yeah. It mm-hmm. starts with good people that are happy and enjoying what they do every day. We've been given a gift, not to get too preachy, but no, like it's true. to be able to do what we do every single day is a gift. Is a total gift.
0: Absolutely. My and father's it, a dentist. Yeah.
1: He hated what he did every day. Yeah. And right. that sticks with me. And totally. I think about that all the time. Yeah. It's like, what a privilege.
0: Definitely. And and I think it's also an important life value of reminding ourselves like the world is really tough. Yeah. And it's not that hard to be kind. It's like a human instinct that we all have the ability to tap into is to be a nice, kind person. And yet we act like it is like a rarity when like it's within every single individual to extend that kindness every day.
1: Beautiful. And I think that's a beautiful message for the creative industry that has been notoriously burning people down to the core working them late nights, Mm -hmm. making them feel like shit. So true. And the truth is, it's like, I have mostly Gen Z and young millennial uh, employees. Mm -hmm. I'm the oldest one by a million years. I'm 37. (laughs) And they expect things. Not only do they, (laughs) like, of course, like we have to implement things that sort of allow people to like no work on weekends, like stuff that like is fairly reasonable, (laughs) normal, but like is a change considering like the, industry that I grew up in. But then on top of that, it's like, I, one of the things I, I really appreciate is like, I have in place that like six o'clock is they're out. Yeah. And it's not because like I said, go home. It's because that's the standard that they've established for themselves. And I think the more that we as founders and leaders understand that, like we have to reflect the times and be under, like mm-hmm. understanding of this, like way that people demand, the relationship between work and absolutely. Life.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm curious what you think, Tori. Yeah, Tori. What do you? Think? As someone who's well, you're a millennial, but you're I'm on the cusp. You're on the cusp.
4: Um, yeah, I think well, you know, what agency work is all about is talent. So you you gotta respect yeah, so the talent true. first and foremost.
1: I don't yeah. know if I agree. I don't want to pick a fight here. I think <laughs> I think talent is overrated.
0: That's yeah, interesting. I
1: think people are the only thing that matters to me. Like i'm I've or do you mean
0: people as in talent i mean as the as talent people. as people oh, sorry. oh okay yeah, i thought yeah, you meant like yeah, their yeah.
1: abilities because no, i no, think no, ability is that. like i would rather have someone that like is a good person and like kind yeah. and, and like cares a lot and tries really hard than someone that's like the most gifted person in the room that totally. like is has a bad attitude
4: no what i mean by that is that like every day you should be thankful that people are actually showing up and doing the work with you oh, yeah you know that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, yeah and so <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah, that's that's yeah, that's truth yeah and then beyond that you want to create an attractive environment for people who are yeah. super skilled in whatever they're doing and, and yeah. dedicated to it and so that looks like time off and a yeah. work-life balance yeah thing. i think
0: the only reason i mean i like keep seeing these i'm a millennial i'm 31 and i keep seeing videos on tiktok of millennials being like these Gen Z quiet quitters, like they don't know what it means to work hard. And I'm like, you're just projecting the lack of your own boundaries. Like the reality is, is that like Gen Z is doing it right. I made $27,000 when I graduated from college and I was working like 12 hour days. That is called stupidity. You know what I mean? Like, that's (laughs) dumb. Are you joking? Like, the fact that Gen Z's, like, because listen, wages have not gone up. It's not like people who are coming out of college are making a hundred grand. That's why we're in the crisis we're in. You're still making no fucking money, but you have boundaries.
2: Can you expand on your uh, five weeks vacation?
0: Five weeks mandatory vacation. So, Basically, we got to a place where because we're a small company, when someone takes vacation, it actually impacts workflows for everybody else, right? We're not, we're not a 50, 60 person company where you can just slot people in and not have any, I wouldn't say major disruptions, but you feel it. And so we got to a place, and especially myself as a founder, and and I say this, like, we don't check on founders' mental health at all. We talk about employees, but like, what happens to us as the founders? Preach, preach, preach. Like, we have a lot that we're carrying, more than people really give credit for, and like, there's a little, little space for that. Anyways, five weeks, mandatory vacation. Yes. It came from a place of myself as a founder realizing that I would actually be able to disconnect if the team is disconnected. And for the team, empowering them to take time off and not have to work like crazy people. And so it became mandatory. And so now we have two weeks or Christmas, Hanukkah, winter break, two weeks, end of summer, end of August. And then there is a spring break that corresponds with the New York City spring break school schedule, frankly. So if you're a parent, you can actually hang out with your damn kids. And if you are whatever, you're re- there's tons of religious holidays that fall within that same window
2: as well. So it's five weeks. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think time off is 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 is, is so important for the, for the mental, and i I'm not to expand on sort of founders, but I do think sometimes um, I, I'm pretty open with people, and I'm like, you know, I've had times with Kevin and other people I've said to me, like, hey, look, you know, studio's a little crazy right now. Things are too fast. And I'm like, I get that. I also feel that way. Yeah. Like, it's not that, like, yeah. you experience that, <laughs> alone. And I right? don't experience that. So like, trying- I am... Uh, I, I, I'm also tired. I'm also mm-hmm. stressed. And I'm also with you that like, I want to stop Slow down. feeling this way. Yeah. Slow down. I struggle with it because I'm addicted to success. And yeah. Addicted
2: to winning. Damn. Okay, Gary V.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I won't stop. Can't stop. Dedication, <laughs> perseverance,
4: the hustle, uh, Brazilian hustle, grit, yeah. grind, <laughs> hustle. Never <laughs> yeah. stop hustling. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's that's who I am. It's in my blood. And I won't stop. Can't stop. Not now. Work too hard. Uh, We're too damn hard to stop exactly. working. What did I say? That's you. Uh, come too far to come this far. Yes. He says, he says yes. this every morning. So That's I crazy. say to him, I "Wake up, uh, yeah." We we repeat it as a, as a mantra <laughs> wow. together. Yeah, um, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm obviously kidding. But I do think I can learn a lot from you, and I think all uh, creatives and and founders um, can learn because I do think there is. Um, the best way to make the best work is the best culture, it's the yeah. best team, it's the best relationships, and it's about the best people. Yeah. And I, I I firmly believe that, and you have to take care of your people first. You
0: have to, you have to. Yeah. And when you make it mandatory for the entire company, mm-hmm. it's a different type of rest. Yeah. Like there is a peace that yeah. comes with knowing like no one is fucking working. Like True. holy crap, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced
1: and and i think people will reward you to, for it as mm-hmm. well cuz i think we had experience in in life where uh in the studio where it's like you know ever there was a conversation and we were like oh wow this is too much and it's like cool we're going to stop taking projects until the you know 6 months from now yeah like we put up yeah. that thing on our instagram like yeah. accepting projects for you know next year in february mm-hmm. and i think it just it everyone i think collectively was like thank you yeah <laughs> like right. this is
0: you care. We have
1: to do, you know, we appreciate this. And yeah. I know it's hard for founders to do that, especially ones that are scared, but it's important. And I think, you know, at times you have to say, well, let's just do a temperature check and, yeah. and make sure that everyone's all right. Because um, you can create great, that's the only way to create great work. Um, I'm going to segue to um, the products that we have in front of us. The yeah. people cannot see them, but I'll crinkle them and so they can hear them. And they'll make get sure you're
0: crinkling the puffs and not... The chips, I think you are.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Very sorry. Um, <laughs> this is a new brand called Good Eaten. Yes. And it is a collaboration between GoPuff, which is one of my new favorite services. And that's where I got these today. I ordered GoPuff. Go <laughs> the actual sponsor is the Dye Line. Uh, we didn't do an ad read, but maybe I'll do we could just slide it in, but uh, if you're not familiar, the number one place to get packaging news, packaging inspiration, packaging conferences. Love the oh we love my god, dialogue. Kevin, yeah. we forgot we the most the, important the thing. Madison is speaking at the upcoming Dialine conference, yes. oh yeah. And we were supposed to, the, there was synergy there, and we were supposed to do an ad and then talk about Madison who's speaking, and then oh. everyone should join, but we totally forgot. Oh, talk to uh, we're when doing is it now,
0: that? October 20th,
1: so there's still time, so there's a month away, yeah, you're definitely. talking. I would imagine, about the studio and the work that you guys do, mm-hmm. New York City. Yeah. yeah. Get your tickets now.
0: Get your tickets now. There's only 150 of them.
1: Small room, Whoa. but yeah. great lineup. Really great. Yeah, great. it's going to be great. Yeah. Good people. Tosh Hall, Gander, Zero Madison. Studios. Zero, Zero Studios. Zero yeah, Studios. Good line, They're the best. Yeah. They also featured your brand, Good Eaton, Go Puff, and Chris Paul.
0: Yeah, he's the best.
1: Talk to us about how that happened. Like, how does, how does this project come to be? Yeah. How, does, how did these three brilliant minds come uh, together to create this uh, popcorn and snack bread?
0: Yeah, I mean, as a lot of things, introductions came through infamous Nick Sharma, who okay. owns a company called Sharma Brands, who's we've been friends for years, both advisors on a company called Lemon Perfect that I'm a huge fan of, amazing founder, Yanni Hefnagel. Um, Nick reached out to us and was like, "Hey, I gotta connect you to Jess Loria, who is runs all design at GoPop."
1: Shout to Jess, I know
0: Jess. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's badass. Love Jess. And uh, we, you know, we went through the ringer, just like everybody, every other agency does to win a project, right? So, but I think for this one in particular, uh, sometimes I find with celebrity brands, people don't actually listen to them; they get caught up in who they are had big visions of their brand selling out and not actually hearing what the end goal was. And Chris made it very clear. He did not want a brand built off of his back. Yeah. He wanted a brand that was surprisingly plant-based, which is on the packaging. We've used that language since he shared it in the very beginning. And the purpose of this is to remind people that eating a plant-based alternative does not have to be this like crunchy granola, vanilla inaccessible experience. Yeah. It's at a reasonable price point. It's on GoPuff. It's bold. It's loud. It's really damn good. I hope you guys try it. Maybe we try it on this podcast. Oh, we oh we're going
1: to try yeah. it right now. Yeah. No, it's gorgeous. And yeah.
0: And simple. Tori can speak to the design side of it. Yeah, but Tori, strategically, that's yeah. like where that's how we all came together. Cool.
4: Yes. It was a really, really thoughtful strategy. We were like, wouldn't it be funny if the flavor was on the tongue? <laughs> <laughs> and they ran with it. Yeah.
1: I think it's so rad. And I think, um, uh we've done some work for a uh plant-based puff project. Yeah. And I think what I love about it is two things. One, it's it doesn't look like it's a healthy version yeah, of a snack. Right. Like it you're you're you don't need to do that anymore. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be green and paper and no. um craft and white and be like, "Oh, it's plant-based, so therefore it looks like Yeah. this. It looks like fun because that's what snacks are. Mm-hmm. Um uh Growing up in the 90s, snacks were crazy. They yeah, were fucked yes. up and weird, and um, they had crazy and characters so on them.
0: so bad for you, though. It's terrible Gushers. for you. Literally so made with poisonous
1: chemicals. <laughs> Agreed. But the yeah, design but of it yeah. was undeniably sick. It was it's also rough. a great and
4: age for commercials.
1: Totally. Yeah. Gushers, like all that kind of stuff. And I think a new crop of brands realized that like, just because it's healthy doesn't need to be boring. Totally. And I think this hits that Exactly. And then the other thing I love about it is, wait, uh, can we have them? Yeah, let's go, yeah, let's yeah. go, let's go. What do you want? Which one? Oh, this is my favorite one. Okay, right so right out. now we have Carolina style barbecue
2: popcorn, we have tortilla chips.
1: I want to do the
4: hot. one. Let me get the nacho cheese.
1: The hot. I
2: pasta. also really love like it's just so fun and it just makes me think like you guys just had a blast making this yeah. Thank and you, you can really just kind of tell. Yeah. Like, oh,
4: thanks. Right. It, it, we did. The, I'm picking up a good number.
2: vibration
1: and it's just is, like you makes can me feel the nice. love. Yeah, I really can. Yeah, you can tell when something was, like, appreciated and developed and um, hard to open.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I think there's a design flaw. <laughs>
1: um, or when something went through, like, 45 rounds and overthought to death. Yeah, and people like, gave up. And someone was like, well, yeah, we'll just put all the claims.
4: Yeah. yeah, that's a testament to GoPuff. They really trusted us. And we're like, we'll go with the wacky tongue idea.
2: Yeah, so true.
1: Whoa. Oh, those, those are our...
4: really
2: hot. Oh, fuck. These rule. Really <laughs> hot, really flavorful.
1: Cause I think that's the. Whoa, these are spicy. <laughs>
0: those Whoa. are really spicy. I can't eat the hot hots, but people get addicted to them. My sister's
2: obsessed.
1: I really like those.
2: Those fucking rules. Those are so good. Um, I think the problem yeah. with typically yeah, with the... these type of pops is like
1: there's not enough flavor. hmm Because I think that's also another like healthy hot. food thing. <laughs> no. those... I love hot chips though. Those are great. Let's try these. I'm now trying the. Mini donut puffs. Really cool flavors, too. I think that's also important. Like, not just doing boring flavors. Like,
2: oh, cheese and, you know,
1: like, sour cream.
2: Like, yeah. this is cinnamon donut. Yeah, the cinnamon donut puffs wow. are really good. They taste like those Taco Churros. Bell. Yeah.
0: you got These are my favorite. Big deal, Ranch.
1: I'm a big pickle guy. Taco Bell. What are the cinnamon twists? Mm-hmm. That's what exactly. these taste like. Spot which on. is a dream. Mm. Mm. Yep. And so the other thing I was going to say about the brand that I love, celebrities get this wrong all the time. Don't put your face and name in right. place all Like, people don't want to root for celebrity brands yeah. at all. And they actively want to root against them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but it, it is good for awareness and attention and, like, having mm-hmm. Chris Paul, a superstar, Hall of Fame basketball player, connected to it is good. But don't put, like, the brand needs to be great and special outside yeah. of him a hundred percent and
0: he's like we're not kidding he's the nicest man like Little
4: sweetie.
0: so kind involved gave us really amazing direction super supportive and it shows up in this work and i think sometimes celebrity brands like it's all about the celebrity and not about the product and he's not like that he's like i don't want people to only buy this because of me i want this brand to become successful without me can I make a public service announcement, though? But fuck yeah. Yeah, so... Can I, it'll be it's really quick, but it's very important. Um, so to all the celebrity brands listening, wow. or soon-to-be celebrity brands... Oh, we have please, a lot of celebrity listeners. Please here. do not come to us about a skincare brand. We do not need any more celebrity skincare brands in the world, and I hope this is sent to all the celebrities. Can yeah, you cu- about cut that Brad out a little bit? I'm just like, I cannot no more stop it's a but crisis their skin's just so
2: good Yeah,
1: but what if i'm a celebrity <laughs> and I have eat? great skin and it's my not? only redeeming quality you're
2: not gonna not make a skincare brand like come yeah. on. Are, are they do- so here's is- the thing
0: i think most of them are not doing well yeah I the one no- that I- is doing well but it's good is road okay the Haley Bieber one that is great but she's known for her skin she's an incredible skin
1: and the packaging is really good on that one yeah, uh, shout out to uh, I will, will say uh, can
2: I, can I, I want what Brad show Pitt's show? having because oh. that dude smokes <laughs> hella cigs and he looks like he's like in his like what fifties yeah. and he looks like a baby. Do
0: you know how much his serum is though? How much was yeah. it? Three hundred and eighty dollars. Like,
1: are you joking? And the packaging. This is good because this is a week a weekly story that like we would probably talk about on the show. Um, I thought the brand looked terrible, the Brad Pitt yeah, like skincare not, packaging. Mm-mm. They look like they had like um like, British guard hats on. Like, the like the caps were so tall. I like that. Look, look like Hasidic, Hasidic yeah. Jews, like, on, like, a bottle. I could, I'm a Jewish, I could they, say, that. They looked, I was just, say I was gonna say, hope you're Jewish. I they am, they looked very ergonomic. Cheese? Uh, Kevin. Um, sorry, I haven't tried enough of these flavors. Very ergonomic. This was like, Brad Pitt, hire a good design studio.
2: Just,
4: you know, like, who or did just it? Sh- or just shut, up. shut up.
1: Shut up, Brad Pitt. Yeah, shut up, Brad Pitt. You
4: just said you cared about Brad Pitt's uh, I
1: was just joking. <laughs> 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 Um, team Angelina. Team. Angelina.
0: <laughs> um Angie, I guess oh, we're do dear. you see a Team Angie? Team Angie. Are you yeah, okay? Too soon, too I'm soon. Soon. Are you okay? I'm are you okay? I need a text. Yeah, you might need I the... just need to text my boyfriend that I'm going to be very 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 late for the dinner he's cooking. Mm. That's all.
2: Okay, well, we can probably wrap soon. We can wrap. Yeah.
4: Well, are okay. we not going to talk about nutting? <laughs> <laughs> Alex
2: a... Alex didn't want to talk about nutting. He's trying he's Alex hates nutting. He I don't know what you guys are doing
1: it. here, but um, there, are really good stories in the world of branding. Like, I'm like, we never talked about the Patagonia CEO giving away the company. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'd rather talk about nutting. <laughs> yeah, look, I think that story is overdone. <laughs> no offense, <laughs> we've heard it. It's, it's amazing. Late. It's an incredible thing to do. What he did.
1: I think it's selfish. Those poor kids.
2: What? Think about the kids. No, oh, fuck the kids. The, the, the kids
0: want that.
1: Think about all the other kids.
2: I don't know. All oh, the I don't don't.
0: kids, 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 kids. Mm-hmm. Who won't get the billions.
2: These nacho cheese
1: ones, people love when I eat and talk. Um Yeah, the audio sounds great.
4: They're the best.
1: These rule. I think calorie wise, pretty good. There's so much flavor on these oh, yeah. chips. Because, like, you know when you eat Doritos, which like, and you get some, you know, some cool ranch burritos that have a lot of flavoring. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, these are great. Um, congrats, guys. Honestly, um, you, you obviously have a lot of things figured out company culture wise, and it's reflective in the work that you guys are doing. It is a privilege, but it also is it is hard work to build, run, continue, get new clients, do great projects, get them out into the world, get clients to believe in what you're doing. Um, and it, 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 it looks very easy yeah when you see other people do it on instagram totally and i think that's far from the truth there was probably uh probably a, a, no shortage of meetings before you even got this job mhm let alone to build a strategy do the design systems yeah. pitch them refine them get the packaging front and back and copy and colors and bag samples and all of that um we get that and yeah. it's, it's hard work and it's, um, but it's, but it in the end, it's, it's, it's beautiful and it's fun to see it. And the product is fucking incredible.
0: Thank you. Um, thank you, so
1: good. Isn't it disappointing when you, when you work really hard on a project and, and the it product sucks. is yeah. bad? Cause yeah. I, I think oh, people don't yeah. talk about that a lot. Cause they, I know. Cause we have no control over that You have that no part. control. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is really beautiful. Um, thank, thank you both you. for coming. Um, thank you for having us. Yeah. Was really fun. And, and, and you Thanks, guys, guys, um, are fantastic. Um, where can the kids find you on the internets?
0: Um, they can find us on our, just our website. UtendallCreative.com or our Instagram, UtendallCreative.com, and we're trying to do the LinkedIn thing, but mm. I'm like,
2: ah. Uh. Just give me the keys. I'll, uh... Yeah,
4: I think. Yeah, we're Kevin, just you, you can run the it. Keys.
2: It's sold you totally you it yourself. Should, you should. I'll, we'll connect, and you can see what I'm up to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kudos. Lots yeah. of kudos. <laughs> yeah. um, I do think
1: LinkedIn is an untapped resource uh, for companies like ours. I, we've also yeah. had a very similar realizations, yeah. like we should just be posting there all the time, all our wins, all our articles, which reminded me I have to do one yeah. right now and just post, like, yeah, we we're, were on the in today, so. Yeah, and oh, congrats. Thank you, shout out to Don. Yeah, I love it. So I got to share it on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, the type of that's stuff, where you're, stuff. Like, you're like, oh, I'm not going to post it on my personal page. I'm barely even going to post it on our center page. Yeah. But I got to post it on, it on LinkedIn.
0: Because mm-hmm. one thing that I'll give LinkedIn credit for is, like, people see things. The algorithm is actually designed for people to see. Yes. Right? So, like, you I agree. post something, and, like, it's, like. it's 700 people have seen this. Like, you've had 2,000 impressions. Oh. You're like, oh,
1: cool. Yeah. I, engagement numbers are good on, LinkedIn, yeah. Especially when you get like a post that is rocking. Is, is, yeah. Is rockin', yeah. Like, certainly significantly better than Instagram. And 100%. we have good followings on Instagram. Yeah. And it's, People aren't really seeing our posts as much as
0: it's not your fault. Remember, it's
1: not <sighs> thank your you. fault. That felt so good. I'm so glad we <laughs> ended here. Um, thank you so much. Um, take your shower caps, and then do you want to give like just a little teaser? as like maybe what's to come? Like what do you yeah. got cooking? Like
0: we have two. We have one rebrand coming out with a um, a brand that it's they were formerly a athleisure brand, but now they've expanded to being so much more that's going to come out in january we're really excited about i know
2: what this one is you do yeah, Cause cause yeah. i think i know too really don't tell anyone don't tell anyone kevin no. doesn't know i actually do. no I, I know how do you know why are you doubting me cuz
1: i don't think you know i do. no i, I know <laughs> uh, well
0: no one will know cuz we're not allowed to share based on our contract until <laughs> yeah go but live. like you know after we turn the mics off yeah <laughs> and then um we have a hair care brand called Helix that is going live in October. That's actually hair care brand tools designed for curly hair. Mm. Really brilliant concept. Amazing founder who's pregnant with her second child and you would have no idea because she's just just incredible, so resilient, so present, just an amazing founder, really wow. inspirational.
1: Cool. Yeah. Amazing give them a follow check out the work yeah and come see me at the die line at <laughs> the die conference shout out to the dialine line thank you guys for coming yeah come back have it's a awesome good week time. yeah thank come, you back, come back yeah, and uh, share yeah some new stuff in the future